All right, what's up, Vikings fans? Welcome to the Vikings, Minnesota Vikings post-game report. Gabe Henderson here alongside Ben Lieber and Pete Bursich. And, guys, uh, the Vikings won 36-28. to um, Take a win, however you can get it. We were up 29-0 to at one point, but ended up winning 36-28. to Like I said, you, you take them however you can get them, especially in a season like this where so many games have come down to the last play, including this one with the Harrison Smith pass breakup on the final play. But, Ben – Initial thoughts going into this game and then the outcome of this game, how you felt? You know, surprisingly, I actually felt pretty optimistic and positive about this game. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just I think it's just the trend of our team. They always like to keep us guessing. So you come off a loss to Detroit, which you shouldn't have lost, uh, but you lose. And it's like, watch these guys go out there and just beat the brakes off of the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thursday night. And, you know, for the first half, they did that. That that was the most complete game I've seen our offense and our defense play all season long. And um, obviously they almost let it slip through their fingers in the second half, but it made for an entertaining game, and we got the key play at the end. Uh, Pete, this is is a game where – Dalvin Cook is by far going to be the, the most talked about person. He got injured 11 days ago in San Francisco, and then he is limited all week in practice, warms up today, gives it a go. Ends today with 205 rushing yards on 7.5 yards per carry. How, how, were they able to, how were the Vikings able to get him going? Well, I think um, a lot of it has to do with T.J. Watt not being on the field. I mean, that, that's, a huge, that's a huge loss for the Steelers. He had a groin issue and came out. Um, but it's it's the power run, the counters um, in between the tackles. I mean, they you know even everything that would try to start and go outside, it would be it would be a cutback, and and there was just a lot of room there. So, the offense did a great job. Really, let's say let's face it, installing a good running game, running game plan against the three four team in a short period of time. So. Um, yeah, Dalvin Cook was unstoppable, and, and what a man, right? You know, he's like you said, carted off the field, um, comes back ten days later, and just just leads this team to victory. And you know, you 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 see the defense. You know, Patrick Peterson has them huddled up on the sideline before every series, and they're fired up, and they play that way. I guess that it just goes to show you how razor thin the margin is between being ready. And then, you know, just not quite being ready. And, again, this game came down to the final one score. It was an eight-point game. But at the same time, I mean, we had some dumb penalties. You know, the taunting penalty was a, was a dumb penalty. And, by the way, if we make that PAT or the field goal, then, the, you know, the game, the game was over. And so, you know, we still haven't played that clean game that we're looking for so execution when intensity is not at its 99th percentile 100 percentile this is it's like we field two different teams it's 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 really amazing yeah speaking of that taunting penalty you got to think we were third it was that was a third down we had just stopped them and then they get the ball back and then they go down and score or two plays later the following drive we get a pass interference and then a play later, they score on a one-yard touchdown. So th- those penalties and those crucial moments were, were kind of the, the tell of the second half. But just speak, just staying on the first half um, as of right now before we talk about the, the tell of the second half, which is a completely different game, Ben, w- what were some things that stood out to you as far as defense? How were we able to get those four sacks in that one force fumble on Big Ben? <laughs> just disguising the heck out of them. You know, our, our coverages and our rushes and – 
you know, we were mugged at the line of scrimmage with, you know, eight players at a time, it seemed like. And then, you know, they didn't know from what angle we were blitzing, if we were even going to blitz, how many were going to come on the pressure, if we're going to stunt our guys up front. Um, I just thought they did a great job of, of holding everything, holding the disguise. Harrison did such a phenomenal job of being that trigger man of, you know, whenever he was, whenever he moves, the defense moves. And, and I really do think that having Tomlinson and Pierce back, not just for their size, their strength, their run-stopping ability, but that allowed us to have a true, clean four-man rotation up front. And I think that you saw a difference in the way that our guys pass rushed, how fresh they were, how they were able to, to play the, the run game in the first half. So everything just seemed to be clicking just right. Yeah, and, and, and what's amazing is it's the combination of Armin Watts and Michael Pierce that, that put a lot of the pressure you know, on Roethlisberger, that's straight up the middle of the field, shortest distance to, you know, to the quarterback is right up the middle. And, uh, you know, we had we had Ben's number and and, you know, Lieber's absolutely right. We we did we did to them what they normally do defensively to an offense, and that's give different looks, multiple looks, uh, you know, get people to turn protections the other way and send, you know, just confuse, make the offense soft by not letting them be 100% certain of what's coming to them. And they do that. They do a great job of that. And it was actually our defense that was doing that in the beginning of the game in the first half. And, I mean, we were firing on all cylinders. The timing was there. Um, All of that was working together. And, you know, we saw that in the second half. Part of it was, you know, keep your foot on the, you know, keep your foot on the gas pedal, right? You you got them on the run, uh, stay aggressive and, and, you know, and, there comes a point in the game where, yeah, you got to kind of pull it back and let things happen underneath. We did execute better uh, on the two-minute type situations, keeping guys in bounds. We did a better, much better job of that. Um, but, you know, get out there, a couple interceptions, you defend a short field. It's still, I mean, special teams came up good. They flipped the field when you needed them to. I mean, so all, you know, those phases of the game really, you know, really, really played well. But a couple – costly mistakes at key times and we allowed this uh, Steeler team to kind of hang in there and Ben Roethlisberger is only second to Tom Brady in comebacks fourth quarter comebacks in the history of the NFL so the guy knows how to the guy knows how to finish a game let's put it that way yeah and just to add to that Pete you know from my recollection of those five sacks because of the disguise package you know three of those sacks were scot-free you know three of those sacks were free rushers and so you know, just to, to prove the to drive the point home that that when you when you have those guys all lined up and, the, and all that communication happens with the offensive line about who's blocking who, and then you still get it wrong and we got a free rusher like that's the way you're supposed to draw it up. Yeah, and all your years in the NFL, how many times did you blitz and were unblocked? <laughs> yeah, I mean it does not it, it does not happen. happen. Yeah, I mean I mean even like when I played, if you're covering a punt or a kickoff and no one's blocking you, your your head's on a swivel. Yeah, your head's on a swivel. Like someone's like, gonna they're me. me. They're yeah. goading me into something. <laughs> yeah. They just want me to run. You know, and so to see guys like that come free, you're absolutely right. It was it was masterful, really, how we orchestrated and and played that first half and you know it's just a matter of making some adjustments and and, and finishing before we get to the second half um it, like you said masterful what we were able to do 300 300 total yards in the first half dalvin cook 153 rushing yards two touchdowns those were 153 rushing yards are the most in franchise history in the first half he had 9.8 yards per carry i mean it's insane insane 
We had 11 plays of 14 yards or more, but when you fast forward to the second half, we only had three plays of 14 yards or more. Ben, offensively, do you think it was more so playing it safe and trying to just wind the clock down, or more so we didn't do enough to, to continue to do what we were able to do? Well, I, I do think that, you know, obviously this is just right after the game, and I haven't watched the game back. It looked like defensively they changed their coverages. You know, they went a little bit more, a little bit more of a zone scheme. You didn't see when we motion guys. You didn't see a lot of guys traveling with that with that motion. So it looked like they're just willing to pass things off and try to and try to create tighter windows to throw in. And I think that's why you saw a little bit more of an of an inconsistent and uncomfortable Kirk Cousins in the second half. I don't I don't think that he was quite sure about when those windows were going to open. He tried to force a few balls in there. Um, you know, so I, I do think along with their their rush package and just the fact that you know a four man rush for this defense is still pretty darn good, and they don't always need to bring a fifth and sixth guy. So I think all of that's just sort of added to that formula in the second half where Kirk just felt rushed. Where I, the the coverage was cloudy to him. He knew that the four man rush was coming. He knew that they might bring an extra blitzer. So he just seemed to be hurried in his process, and um, and that took our aggressiveness away. And you know, and and to, to Ben's point too, the longer our offense stays on the field, it's it's like the more of a rhythm they get, right? And you come out in the in the second half, you get a three and out. The next time you get the ball, the first play, you throw an interception. So you know, you you you. You only had four plays until like six minutes left to go in the you know in the third quarter. I mean, eleven. You know, I don't know. It, it's it was very. It, it became as unbelievably lopsided as the first half of the game was. It, it totally flipped itself on its head. I mean, we got out of a two minute situation without giving up any points. I mean, so there's there were a lot of things where hey, we we improved on them, and then again that second half just. You know, you you let your and that's kind of the thing I think. Hopefully, this team will understand is that their margin for error is very small, and you can go from looking unbelievable to unbelievably average in in the matter of a couple possessions, in a matter of a twelve minute, thirteen minute halftime. I mean, you've got to come out and play with that intensity every single play of every single game, and they can they can they can accomplish some great things, but. If you don't bring it every single series, every single play, you can look pretty average. I got to get you guys this one player of the game outside of Dalvin Cook that stood out to you. Um, there's so many guys to choose from. I mean, there's so many. I mean, I feel like the offensive line played a really good game. Um, Harrison Smith. I mean, there's there's a plenty of guys that had a really good game. Dalvin, of course, steals the show because of his 205 yards. But without that offensive line, None of that is possible. Well, I mean, defensively, I think I think Eric Kendricks did a really nice job. He was hustling and flying around. I thought uh, Harrison Smith with the you know last play breakup, his disguise and him playing that chess game, uh, you know, he did a great job. I think as well, Anthony Barr played really well offensively. You know, outside of Dalvin, Dalvin, C.J. Ham did some really good things in in the run blocking game, and. You know, he was able to pick up guys, turn guys out, do a, do a number of different things, and having him as a weapon, a guy you can move around. I mean, that's uh, you know that's huge. And 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 then having Blake Brandle come in, being kind of the heavy tight end, and blocking the way he did. It, it's it. I think all those guys, um, you know, did did a, 
a yeoman's amount of work up front because that's a good front seven that Pittsburgh puts on the field. Yeah, even Ezra Cleveland is a guy. I'm just thinking about that touchdown, the 12-yard touchdown that Dalvin had in the East end zone here. And I think it was just a, a regular powder, a power play. Ezra Cleveland's left, left guard pulls all the way around, makes the touchdown block. And you look at that and say, like, man, like those, those are plays when you need them from offensive linemen that – that sets this team apart, and if we continue to do that, we can be a, a really, really good team. Uh, ben, who, who's your guy, though, or guys? Well, considering, um, I think Pete pretty much nailed all the individual <laughs> players. I mean, I mean, really, I mean, those guys that stood out. I mean, Harrison was phenomenal. I mean, Harrison was absolutely outstanding. All those other guys that he mentioned, I'll, I'll just go out and say, at least in the first half, Clint Kubiak. Yeah. I mean, you you look at. The way that he used personnel, you know, he was using, you know, heavy 12 personnel with, with Brandle and um, – and, uh, uh, Stalker. And Stalker yeah. and Luke Stalker to get out there. Thank you for the, for the help there. You know, you get those two, two big guys out there and you run behind them. And, and I think that absolutely confused them on the first drive. And then you look at the second drive and they go 11 personnel on a rundown. They get J.J. in the backfield and they motion him out. And then they just like – Hand it off to Dalvin, and there's not a soul on the second level because they were confused with the coverage and what they were doing. They were so fixated on JJ that they used that to their advantage in the run game. So I just thought that the way that they used personnel, they manipulated their their defense, and the way that we went out with heavy personnel, heavy 12 personnel, we went a little bit unbalanced as well. We did enough to confuse them in the first half that I thought that was a difference in the game. You know, I know that they made adjustments in the second half, and maybe we didn't adjust to their adjustments, but we did so much in the first half that they just couldn't catch up and they couldn't win. And pass protection was good. I mean, this is a team that led the NFL in sacks with 37. Granted, they had seven against you know Baltimore a week ago, but I mean, Cousins had people at his feet. You know, he had you know he yeah he got touched and hit. But for the most part, we were the ones with the free pass rushers. I mean that that's that's kind of the amazing part and. You know, for a team that starts four rookies on offense, you have a short week. You kind of expect some of that out of Pittsburgh. But um, the offensive line, I thought, did, you know, yeah, we got our penalties. I mean, we haven't played a clean game yet on offense, especially the offensive line. But overall, not a bad effort by that group. I want to give a quick shout-out to Andre Patterson. Uh, the fact that he doesn't have Daniil Hunter or Everson Griffin here and the fact that his guys are still showing up and showing out, Dalvin Thomas and Michael Pierce, when they're not tired and when they're in there making plays, like those guys are two of the best interior defensive linemen in in the NFL. So uh, kudos to those guys stepping up. I mean, every week you hear about, okay, who's going to be that guy to make a play with Danil and Everson out? And whoever it is, whether it's Sheldon Richardson today, DJ Wanham on a couple of PBUs, those guys go in and go out every single play, and it showed in the stat sheet today. But the good thing about Thursday night games is that you get the weekend to take off and you get to watch the other NFL teams beat up on each other and see who comes out on top. So um, we got the Chicago Bears next. They're, they're a team that they are trying to get some momentum. I don't, I'm not sure if the playoffs are, are in their sights, but they're kind of like the, the Lions. They're trying to play spoiler right now to whoever's in the way, Ben. Yeah, it's nice. It's a, it's a Monday night game. So yeah. we get one more extra day right. after the Thursday night. So, yeah, obviously um, this is a great feeling to have going into this baby bye week that we're going to have and to get all of our guys not just 90% but 100%, which I think that's going to happen. And, um, you know, obviously Dalvin Cook, he came out here. We thought that he was going to be more like 80%, and he was mm-hmm. 
pretty much 100. yeah. percent I mean, it Never was pretty. It was like pretty it. unreal the way he was able to bounce back from that torn labrum and separated shoulder. Uh, but that's the thing; they have a great taste in their mouth. I think they're they're trusting the offense and what they can do. And and let's hope that we can get Adam Thielen back. I mean, that'll be a huge uh, bonus for this offense. So you don't just have to force the ball into Justin Jefferson. And now you've given every defense so much to look at. You know, these last four or five weeks, I just think that they've they've given a lot of defenses a lot of different looks, a lot of different personnels, a lot of different shifts and motions. And so now I think that our offense, you know, at this point in the season is really going to start taking off. And if you thought it was hard to go in Detroit and win, what do you, you know, you got to go into Chicago. Yeah. And, you know, Outside. whether or not they have fields playing, that's a huge thing for them. Um, you know, but, you, you know, you still, you still have – Robert Quinn, who's what twelve and a half? He's at twelve sacks right now. Uh, Roquan Smith, who leads the NFL in tackles. I mean, they still have a very physical, very fast, very good defense. And you know, you got to bring your A game. And so, I again, you just hope that the defense finds a way to understand who they really are. And they're a defense that needs to be intense. They need to be fired up. They need to. They need to carry that edge and attitude with them because if they sit on their heels, they look very average very quickly. So, uh, tough place to play though in Chicago Monday night. I mean, it's it's going to be, it, you know, it's going to be probably in a normal low scoring type game. I mean, it, that, that's that's just Chicago football and. Ben will be cold on the sideline. Yeah. I'll be up in the Good booth. Good luck, and Ben. <laughs> I might even close the window. Make sure, make sure you wear a beanie on your head. Warm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to find some sort of way to get some some like chicken soup or something in my thermos. <laughs> you know, some chicken How about broth. an endorsement from some cold weather company? That's uh, true. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we can I mean, pull that, it off that would here work the next too. 10 yeah. days, 11 days. I mean, that's that's where be, you know, being bald, I mean, it's yeah, like. Maybe you can grow some hair just for men. Yeah. Not, I can't grow uh, hair on my hair grow out. Brian Hairlacker. I just, I just grow hair in odd spots <laughs> like the back of my arms and like, you know, patchy spots. Just go, on my just go early man on the bit. And just look yeah, like just Cro-Mangan. Cro-Magnon. Yeah. Man, just yeah. let it all. Just I love that. Let's toss it down to the Neanderthal on the sideline. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Isn't it nice when you win? You can have a little bit oh, of fun, for like, God's sake. And the fact that we get our weekend back, too, to just oh do God. whatever we need to do. Um, like, I, you're I'm, in the I'm, NFL, I'm, there I'm are no weekends. Unless you play on Thursdays. There's no Thanksgiving, there's no Christmas. There's, that is true. You just, that is true. You'll, 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 you'll get there. Well, we got 10 days until our next game, and we get to enjoy this a little bit longer because we have – well, we deserve this win today, and we deserve it against a really good Pittsburgh Steelers team. So, next team up, this is Chicago Bears. In the meantime, guys, stay tuned to Vikings.com. Pete Burstis is Vikings Film Room. Um, he's been doing a great job of that all season. The Chicago Bears are up next, Ben Lieber and I. Uh, the Audible next week will be Michael Pierce. So it'll be good to talk to the big fella, get, get his thoughts. Maybe uh, Dalvin Tomlinson to join. So it, it'll be fun. Just Don't uh, dangle any fingers in front of his mouth. <laughs> Why I mean, is that? Well, he might eat them. No, I mean, he does guy, like chicken fingers. He's got to eat everything he sees, for God's sake. Mm. I mean, you're not, you can't be 325 pounds and not eat. I don't well, apparently, apparently Michael Pierce is a picky eater. Yeah, he's a picky eater. Which is, yeah, right. It just means that he you just eat a lot of that yeah. one or one or two things yeah. that you like. But <laughs> a, lot, a lot of food for you guys to eat on throughout the entire weekend and throughout the early part of next week. So stay tuned to Vikings.com for the most up-to-date coverage of the team. Vikings winners over the Pittsburgh Steelers 36-28 to here at U.S. Bank Stadium. 
Vikings fans, we will talk to you next week. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and happy holidays.